I want to preface tonight by saying um, this, and this is going to be crazy. Um, I really feel like for the immediate future of Ablaze Youth Ministries, tonight is one of the most important messages that I'm going to preach. So I want you to come in with that understanding. I want you to come in with that mindset. Tonight's message is called Example. And this is what the Lord's brought me to. There needs to be an example in this place that's not just me. There needs to be an example in this place that's not just the youth leaders. So let's jump into some scriptures. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 11. This is the Apostle Paul talking to the church of Corinth over in Rome. And he said this, follow my example. Everyone say example. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. There must be an example set in the following of Christ. And I think lots of times, I know I did this as a teenager. I rolled the responsibility of that example up onto my youth pastor and up onto my pastor, which was my dad, totally awkward. I rolled the responsibility up of being an example onto parents and other people, and I didn't step into my role as a pastor's kid, as a teenager, of being an example. Understand that everybody in here has the capacity of being an example because everybody in here has the capacity of following Christ. And there is something to be said that there's a generation in this room that worships with you guys that is across the hall and they need to see what it looks like to worship God. They need to see what it looks like to follow God. They need to see what it looks like to surrender to God and they will learn more from you than they will ever learn from me. And this is what the Lord's been really ministering to me about. And I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer, so if this is you, don't get really upset with me. But some of you, your time is short. You'll be gone in a few months, and my heart is going to break. And I know that's a terrible confession, but it does every year. It's one of the worst parts of youth ministry. We love you guys so much, and we, we want to adopt you and lock you in our room and just feed you dog food under the door. <laughs> I mean, we love you so much. And every year in Ablaze Youth Ministries, we see teenagers who are seniors and they move on to the next phase. And it's amazing to see you step out there and go do life. But at the same time, we're like, no, don't go. And so you have to start changing your mindset. Some of you have four to six months to make a difference. And I want, to, I want you to think about this. And I, I meant to talk to Caden. I'm sorry to put you on blast. I meant to talk to Tori and a few others. I don't know if this is exactly what happens, but I'm going to say it. And if it's wrong, you can correct me afterwards. But we have, it's so amazing to see you guys stepping out for God with like first priority, with FCA. You do these internships in the summer. And I imagine the reason you do that is because they're training you. And at those camps, you're imparting God to the ones that are underneath you. And that's so amazing. But what God is wanting you to do is like the same thing you do outside of these walls for first priority in FCA, he's wanting you to do inside these walls. He doesn't want us to go to a camp or somewhere far to start being an example for Christ. They need somebody 
to take them and show them as somebody who's in high school, this is what it looks like to follow Christ. I'm not perfect, but I'm doing my best. This is what it looks like. Yeah, Robert can show you and Rachel can show you, but as a teenager, guess what? I can show you. And, and this is what it ministers to them, guys. It ministers strength to them. If somebody who's in school can do it, then guess what? I can do it too. When we come into this room and we're worshiping God, I'm so grateful for their energy. I'm so grateful for whatever that is. But when it comes to worship and praising, you guys should be the example, not junior high. You need to take all that energy that they have and help them point it this way. You need to take all it, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 and 17. This is the Apostle Paul still speaking. He says, therefore, I urge you to imitate me. Can you say that to them? Can you go across the hall to my youngest son, Christian, and say, Christian, imitate me. And as you imitate me, you're going to look like him. And this is what God is needing us to do. He's needing somebody in this room to grab a hold of those young kids and say, come follow God and let me show you what that looks like. Again, it's not about perfection. You're not perfect, I'm not perfect, but your life can point them to Christ. Therefore, I urge you, and this is what I'm doing, I'm urging you tonight, imitate me. For this reason, I've sent Timothy, my son, we're gonna talk about Timothy here in just a minute when we go to the book of Timothy. And so the Apostle Paul saying, I've sent Timothy, my son, whom I love, who is a faith, who's faithful in the Lord. He will remind you of the way of life in Christ Jesus, which agrees with what I teach everywhere in the church. So the Apostle Paul, in prison, in Rome, he's saying, I want you you to follow my example, but I can't be there right now because I'm in shackles, so I'm sending someone to show you. He's a lot younger than I am. How do we know that? Because in Timothy, he says what? Don't let them despise you because of your youth, but I'm sending someone to be an example, and that's what I'm asking you guys. Will you be Timothy's to that generation? As I'm standing up here and being the Apostle Paul and pouring out my life, will you now pour out your life and be a Timothy to them and say, this is how you follow Christ. This is how you worship. This is how you listen to the word when Pastor Cody's teaching and when Noah's teaching. This is how, at, when we're playing games and we're, we're in here and we're fellowship, this is how you participate. This is how you do church. And you begin to be that example. And then we jump over to 1 Timothy. Again, the Apostle Paul in shackles right into Timothy now who's a pastor in a small town of Ephesus over in Rome, and things are getting crazy. And he writes this, don't let anyone think less of you because you're young. And we always use this scripture to talk to teenagers, and rightfully so. Because this is what the devil will lie to you. And he'll say, right now you're in high school, you're getting ready to go to college, you're young. This, and even adults say this, now is the time for you to sow your wild oats. You've got one moment to be crazy and live that wild life. And then after that, you start your career and you get married and, and you settle down and you buckle down and you follow Christ. The Apostle Paul is saying, that's nonsense. Start right now. Don't, just because you're young, that's not an excuse to do whatever. But right now, follow Christ. Right now, be the example, even though you're young. Don't let anyone think less of you because you're young. Be an example. Someone say an example. To all believers in what you say, the way you live, in your love, in your faith, and in your purity. Now, for many years, I've always taught that about being the example in the world, and that's right. 
But I want to bring special attention to this one phrase, be an example to all what? Be an example to what? All? Just say it. Be an example to all? So that tells me he wants him to be an example in the church where the believers are. Be an example to all believers. So we see in Corinthians that Paul is telling Timothy <laughs> that you need to be an example. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remain here, but you go and you be that example. That word example in the Greek is tupos. <laughs> it's a really, Greek words are awesome. And it means a figure, a copy, an image, a pattern, or a model. A figure, a copy, an image, or a pattern, or a model. So when he's telling Timothy, be the example, he's saying, give them a pattern to follow. Be the model. Be the model. Now, when I think about that, Rachel, I don't know if she still does because we have our separate times. It's okay. Everyone needs it. She'll watch her shows and I'll play PlayStation. <laughs> and, you know, we, we, we do all right. But she used to watch this show called America's Next Top Model. And true confessions of a youth pastor, I would watch it with her. Because I was like, I don't know why this show is fire, but it's great. I, I'm, I'm loving it, you know. But when you think about a model, and maybe not so much anymore, but models were always something that society wanted to aspire to be like. It's a model, right? I have these things, it's in my office, it's a 1969 Z28 Camaro, and it's a model car. That model car, I want that. <laughs> I want my car to look like that. It's a model, and I'm okay with my car looking at it. It's something to be desired. It's something to shoot for. It's something to go after. You are supposed to be the model. The pattern. This is so crucial to the future of Ablaze Youth Ministries. Because when you leave, you're leaving a pattern that they're going to follow. Right now, you're setting the model in which they are desiring to aspire to. You may not think like this, but I'm telling you, it's true. Rachel and I have learned something over the years. Children and teenagers are pretty simple. You want to know what it is? They watch, they learn, they display. Those children are watching you. And they're learning from you. And then that's what they're going to display. Some of them do not have parents to look to to see what it looks like to follow God. Some of them don't have any other influence in their life to see what it looks like to come into this room and worship. And so they're basing everything about their response to God. They're basing it all off of what they see that you are doing. They're looking to you. You cannot expect an 11-year-old to be the leader of an 18-year-old. You can't expect a 12-year-old to be the leader of a 17-year-old. Friends, that is backwards. 
The 18-year-olds must lead the 11-year-olds. The 17-year-olds must lead the 12-year-olds and so on and so forth. And they're watching your example. They need something to copy. We know in Matthew 28, 29, it talks about going into all the world and making disciples. And I feel like as a church and a Christian society, we do a pretty good job of that. But what about making disciples in this place? What would it look like if you talked to a junior high student before service and you asked them, are you ready to worship? What if before a service, and I just saw you, don't get mad at me, but Michael, he comes down here and he plays guitar. What if he walked up to a junior high student before service and he said, hey, I'm going to be up there playing guitar. Don't leave me hanging. Help me out. Don't just stare at me, but help me worship. What if you guys started setting the example and setting the standard? I'm telling you right now, the influence that is in this room, if we take it and we direct it towards him, they'll never know what hit them. The power of God will fall in this place if every single one of us will get to that place of saying, you know what, I'll be the example of what it looks like to surrender. I'll teach this sixth grader what it looks like to worship Jesus unashamedly. And and let me just help you real quick. We got to get rid of this nonsense that all Christians are hypocrites because guess what? It's true. If we weren't, we wouldn't need Jesus. This isn't a great confession, but every single one of us is screwed up. If we weren't screwed up, we wouldn't need him. I need him to unscrew me. (laughs) Whoa. This is a really weird way of saying that. And once I heard it, I was like, this is awkward. So we're going to rewind and say it a different way. I need him to unmess me up. What's my point, guys? He's wanting to help them. And in order to help them, he needs you. What if you challenge them? Some of you have brothers and sisters in here. Might not work if you challenge them because they're brothers and sisters. Some of them, you know, in junior high, maybe don't go to them. But... Go to someone. Hey, you ready for worship tonight? Friday night is a great example. If some of you in senior high show up on Friday night, get them involved with the games. Be a leader. You're willing to do it at school and with these other entities. Do it with a blaze. God needs you guys. We need you guys. Set an example. Someone say an example. example. 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 6. This is a lot of reading. And we'll close out with this. In the presence of God in Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead. Woo, judgment's coming. And in the view of his appearance, appearing in the kingdom, I give you this charge. So this is my charge that I'm giving to you guys. It's the same charge that Paul gave to Timothy. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For a time will come 
When people will not put up with sound doctrine, instead to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. Verse 4, they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths, but you, someone say me, Me. but you keep your head in all situations, endure hardships, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. I'm asking you, discharge all the duties of your missionary work of following Christ, and that is you guys. You've got duties and responsibility that God is wanting you to do in this place. For Now watch this, verse 6. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, for the time of my departure is near. Again, the Apostle Paul is writing these letters to Timothy from prison. And this is what the Apostle Paul is saying, and this is the implication that he's saying. This poured out is an example or phrase that gives the implication of a cup that's full of water and is being poured out into another cup. And the implication of that phrase that the Apostle Paul is saying is I'm pouring myself out so much that there's nothing left to give. Let me talk specifically to the seniors for a moment. When you depart in August or sooner, will you be able to say, I poured myself out in this ministry that there was nothing left? I gave it everything. I poured out into the younger ones. I poured out into junior high. I I gave everything to them that I could possibly give. There's nothing left in my cup. I'm very satisfied with the example that I left in this place. I showed them to the best of my ability how to worship God. I showed them to the best of my ability how to surrender. I showed them to the best of my ability. This is what it looks like. I'm not perfect, but this is how you make progress in following God. I set the example. And I've been poured out like a sacrifice. Now, this is how you pour yourself out. He gave some keys right there, and we're just going to look at them. Number one, he said to correct. Friends, that's not what you think it is. That's not running around and shaking your finger at him and saying you're doing wrong. In the Greek, it means to expose, convict, reprove properly, to convince with solid and compelling evidence. So what does that mean? Your life is supposed to convince them with compelling evidence that they're supposed to follow Christ. That's what it means to correct. Your life convinces them with compelling evidence that they're supposed to follow Christ. That's how you correct. So you don't walk up and you don't say, hey, you were texting during worship. Don't you do that, little kid. But instead, your life and your worship compels them with solid evidence that now's not the time for texting. Now's the time to lift my hands. And that's how you correct. The next word, he said rebuke. Again, rebuke's not what you think it is because when I think of rebuke, I think about a scolding, a lashing out with words. But in the Greek, it's the word epitema. And the definition is this, to prevent from going the wrong way by admonishment or warning. To prevent from going a wrong way by admonishment or warning. So you can say it this way, your life, someone say my life. Your life is to prevent junior high from going the wrong way. So what it means to rebuke. 
They look at you, they're about to make a decision to do something they shouldn't do, and then all of a sudden they think of your life, and your life rebukes them in that moment, and they're admonished by the example that you set to go a different way. So we correct, we rebuke with overwhelming evidence, we show them that Jesus is the right way. That's what it means to rebuke. Next is encourage. Again, Greek definition. This is what it means. To call to or for, to exhort, to encourage, to admonish. I like this. Comfort, encourage, and console. So your life in this room should bring junior high comfort. Your life in this room should console them. When junior hires walk in here and they're going through all the same things that you went through when you were in junior high, they can feel safe because you're being an example. They can feel safe because your life of following Christ and your example is consoling them, is exhorting them, and it's encouraging them. I always find it so funny. Rachel and I have been doing this for 20 plus years and no one in here has really done this. This is kind of something that we've learned in the past. But it was always funny, and maybe if someone did say this, you know, then just, <laughs> Rachel gave me some eyes, so I don't know if I'm about to throw someone under the bus. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> it's funny, senior high students say this lots of times. I can't, Casey Hillis used to say this. Junior high is so annoying. She used to say that all the time. Y'all don't know who Casey is. And we used to respond to Casey by saying this, that used to be you. You used to be that ball of energy. You used to be that immature kid who was going through puberty, who was trying to figure out life and all the emotions. That used to be you. So help them. When you were in that hot mess that we call junior high, what would have helped you? What, what did you want someone to say to you? What example of Jesus did you need? Imagine this, and I want you to think about it. What if I was not here and the youth leaders weren't here to show them what it looks like and you were the singular example that they had? Just you. You're the only example they have. Would they get the correction that they need? Would they get the rebuke they need? Would they get the encouragement they need? And then the Apostle Paul gives us the final ingredients on how to do this. He said, with great patience. <laughs> if you're going to correct them, if you're going to rebuke them, if you're going to encourage them, then friend, you're going to need patience. I was sitting in that room last week just praying in the Holy Ghost, give me patience, give me patience, because I want to grab this kid right now. <laughs> And they're great. They really are. I know I'm painting them in bad. They are wonderful. And I'm graced for youth ministry as a whole. But Cody and Noah are really graced for junior high. They're good at it. Someone say pour it out. So that's my challenge to you guys tonight from the Holy Spirit. The most important message that we'll probably have for the year at Ablaze Youth Ministries. Because it's set in. If it's heated and listened to, one way or the other, I'm telling you, 
It's doing this right here. Look at my hands. It's this or this. It's setting the trajectory for Blaze Youth Ministries, and you get to decide. I'm doing my part. I'm praying. I'm studying. I'm, I'm doing my part. But really, the trajectory, whether it goes up or goes down, is contingent on you being the example. We've got to step into a new phase of this. We've got to step over into a deeper realm of leading and being an example for the next generation. Just close your eyes real quick. Father, I pray for the senior high students, grades 9 through 12, that are in this room. Let us not be overwhelmed by this message, but instead let us sense the importance. You've given these senior high students more influence than they ever will understand. I see it, and I know you see it. I'm asking you to help them see it how much influence they have and how people are watching them. And they're taking it in. They're taking it in. And Father God, I ask that the Holy Spirit would help them and encourage them to just go a little further in you. Just step up a little higher and say, I'm willing to be that example. I'm willing to grab a hold of a younger student and disciple them and encourage them and rebuke them and correct them. Help us understand that this is set in the tone for the rest of the year of Ablaze Youth Ministries and right now we're making a decision which way we're gonna go. Thank you that with great conviction, we choose to be this example. I ask for this in the name of Jesus. Now, if you would, I'm going to ask you to be bold. Everybody say this with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I ask you to forgive me for not being that example. I know that I've fallen short. And I make a decision to ask you for forgiveness. I turn away from the things that are keeping me from being an example. I repent and I thank you that I'm washed by the blood and forgiven in Jesus' name. Now, Father God, say it with me give me boldness to lead in this room. In Jesus' name, amen.